بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وأن أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كنت أمشي مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وعليه برد نجراني غليظ الحاشية فأدركه عربي فجذبه بردائه جبذة شديدة فنظرت إلى صفحة عاتق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقد أثرت بها حاشية الرداء من شدة جبذته ثم قال يا محمد مرلي من مال الله الذي عندك فالتفت إليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فضحك ثم أمر له بعطاء متفق عليه This chapter deals with forgiving having tolerance in our interaction with our fellow human beings and more often than not you will be the recipient of acts of what we call jahalat and ignorance. Their Sharia teaches us to ignore the actions of those who are jahil, ignorant, turn away, do not hold these things to heart. This conduct being an integral part of the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is beautifully illustrated in this incident, the narrator of which is Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, one day I was walking with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was wearing a Najrani cloak. In other words, the cloth or the material of the cloak was from Najran. Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu describes it. He said, Ghalidhul Hashiyah. It was a cloak with very, very thick edges. A Bedouin came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From what happens thereafter, we understand that the purpose and object why this Bedouin had approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was that he wanted some financial help and assistance. Now normally, if somebody is coming to you, to ask you for assistance, begging from you, or has some need, then that warrants that that individual should be very appealing and soft in his approach. He should, in fact, normally a beggar will praise you, even though you are not worthy of the praise. He will praise you, he will deal with you in a very kind and in a very appealing manner, and then he will put his case in front of you. This is what we would normally expect. But look at the description that Anas gives of the conduct of this beggar or this Arab who had some need. Jabadahu biridaihi. He caught hold of the cloak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jabdatan shadidatan and violently pulled the cloak. Such was the manner in which he had pulled the cloak. Then Anas says, that I looked at the side of the neck of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and I could see welt marks. In other words, he caused the skin of Rasulullah sallallahu to actually swell up. وَقَدْ أَثَّرَتْ بِهَا حَاجِيَةُ مِنْ شِدَّةِ Such was the violent manner in which this Arab pulled the cloak that he left marks on the body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he spoke 
Ya Muhammad, you're not Ya Nabi Allah, Ya Rasul Allah, Ya Habib Allah, as respect would have warranted. But Ya Muhammad, addressed him directly by his name. Murli mimmalillahi alladhi indak. I am commanding you, the word mur means command, I am commanding you to give me some of the wealth of Allah which is by you. In the riwayat of Behaqi it comes, he not only said that, he went on to say, فَإِنَّكَ لَا تَحْمِلُ مِنْ مَالِكَ وَلَا مِنْ مَالِ أَبِيكَ Because I want you to know beforehand that whatever money you give me is not in the first place, neither was it yours nor was it your father's. Give me the wealth of Allah that is with you because whatever you give me is not yours nor was it your father's. So we see this is a classical example of the acts of jahalat, of ignorance. This Bedouin, obviously a nomadic background, basic culture and etiquette, he didn't have in his approach. So this situation, what does it warrant? It warrants anger, it warrants Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to become upset, to become angry, yet... Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu describes the reaction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَالْتَفَتَ إِلَيْهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned towards this Bedouin فَذَحِكَ and he smiled at him. In other words, he took absolutely no offense whatsoever from the conduct of this person. And ثُمَّ أَمَرَ لَهُ as we've seen in the previous riwayat, Aisha radiallahu says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam never sought revenge for any injustice that was done to him. The behavior of this person was totally unjust. Nabi sallallahu became upset, became angry, rebuked him, chased him away. This would have been perfectly understandable. But completely contrary to that, ثُمَّ أَمَرَ لَهُ Not only did he smile at him, Allah's Rasul sallallahu ordered that money or wealth should be given to this person. In another riwayat it comes, حَمَلَهُ عَلَى بَعِيرٍ شَعِيرًا وَعَلَى الْآخَرِ تَمَرًا He ordered two camel loads, one of Bali and one of dates to be given to this Arab, to be given to this Bedouin. To speak of such incidents, my respected brothers, is very, very easy. But this clearly illustrates to us how far we are from the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And what was that magnetic effect that Rasulullah sallallahu had upon people by the way he dealt with them, by the way he conducted himself with them. As the Quran says, ahsan." That do not repel evil with evil but repel evil with the best possible behavior. And this we see clearly illustrated in the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal ka'anni anzuru ila Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yahki nabiyyan min al-anbiya salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhim ضربه قومه فأدموه وهو يمسح الدم عن وجهه ويقول اللهم اغفر لقومي فإنهم لا يعلمون متفق عليه. This hadith passed some time back. 
Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu just to give us some background. He was amongst those sahaba, eminent sahaba that accepted Islam in the very, very early days. And he took part in Badr, in Bayatul Ridwan, and basically in all the expeditions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was also mashhoor and well known amongst the Sahaba as being Sahibu Sirri Rasulullah, the keeper of the secrets of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he was the special khadim of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his safar. Whenever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will undertake journey, Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala would be the one who was responsible for the miswak, the shoes, the necessary constituents of the wudu of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his journey. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave Abdullah bin Mas'ud the glad tidings of Jannat. And we find that in one riwayat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, رَضِيتُ لِأُمَّتِي مَا رَضِيَ لَهَا إِبْنُ أُمِّ عَبْدِ وَسَخَدْتُ لَهَا مَا سَخَدَ لَهَا إِبْنُ أُمِّ عَبْدِ He said, I am happy for my ummah. With, as long as Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala is happy for my ummah and I am upset with anything that upsets Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This is a testimony of the manner in which Rasulullah sallallahu heaped praise upon Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was the qadi of Kufa in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and in the beginning of the Khilafat of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Thereafter, he returned back to Medina Munawara, passed away in Medina Munawara, and his janazah salah was led by Zubair radiallahu ta'ala anhu at night, and he was buried in Jannatul Baqi. 848 ahadith are narrated by Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, of which we find 64 are in Bukhari and Muslim, and then another 21 in Bukhari only, and in Muslim Sharif another 35. So Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates, he says, Ka'anni anzuru ila Rasulillah. He says, it is as if I am looking at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This type of expression we find, we mentioned this previously, that when Sahaba Ikram mention a hadith, and they, in the prefix of this hadith, we find this type of expression. Ka'anni anzuru ila Rasulillah. It is as if I am picturing, as if I am looking at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Obviously, the time that Abdullah bin Masood would have narrated this incident would have been after the demise of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this type, this mode of address is there in order to give assurance to the listeners that don't doubt what I am telling you. It is fresh in my mind. It is almost as if it is happening right now. It's as if I am visualizing the Nabi of Allah. Yahki, as he is telling us, Nabiyam min al-anbiya, about a Nabi from the past. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. The conduct of the people of this Nabi was such that they beat him beat him mercilessly to such an extent for Admohu they caused his blood to be spilt. This Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْرِكَ 
فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا وَأُوذُوا حَتَّى حَتَّى أَتَاهُمْ نَسْرُنَا Many, many places in the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala speaks of the manner in which the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam of the past were persecuted and were tortured by the people. Allah Ta'ala in the verse of the Qur'an which I just recited, وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ That the Anbiya before you were belied by their people, فَصَبَرُوا they made sabr, they were patient over the rejection of their people and they were they underwent great difficulty they suffered greatly until the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned this hadith in this chapter to illustrate to us the forgiveness of Anbiya alayhi salatu that they did not bear grudges against their people. Despite the terrible treatment that was meted out against them at the hands of their people, at the hands of their ummah, they were patient, they were tolerant, they forgave, they overlooked the actions of the ignorant. As we can see in this incident, Abdullah bin Masood says, as if I can visualize Rasulullah telling us of the manner in which one of the Anbiya of the past was persecuted and tortured by his people. Shall I will continue?